Blog Talk Radio. Because you know what stress over a prolonged period of time becomes? 
Do you know what, Kaylin? What? Chronic stress. Chronic oh. stress. And the definition of chronic stress is basically what I said. It's the response to emotional pressure suffered for a prolonged period over which an individual perceives he or she has no control. And oh. I, you know, if I were a betting gal, if I were a gambler, I would say that pretty much, pretty much the majority of the U.S., if not <laughs> so many folks around the world, have been feeling that since at least about March, if or not earlier. Probably uh, as as radio show hosts when they're trying to get the show <laughs> live and something goes wrong. Yeah, you know, so I guess maybe we could say we've been feeling this for about five years, twice a week. And that would be chronic stress. Chronic stress. And and chronic stress is bad. Chronic stress is bad because here's why. It not only, bam, not bam, but it's bad because it not only robs you of your joy and your peace of mind, but it um, it also it also will rob you of your health, and if left unchecked, symptoms of chronic stress can lead to a variety of diseases. Oh. And it's, oh. it's probably things that most of you aren't even even thinking about. So, um, so we wanted to talk a little bit today about chronic stress a little bit about the brain-gut axis, because if you have been feeling chronically stressed, um, we we need you to find a way to get out of that stress. And we do have some solutions, but um, I don't know that we're going to get to that on tonight's show. So we're going to oh. unpack what happens when you become yeah. chronically stressed. And then, and then if we don't get the solutions tonight, by Joe, we can talk solutions on Tuesday. Bye, on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. So, Bye, <laughs> so well, hold on. My dog Bye, is about golly. to get stressed because my front door is about to open and she's she's going to have issues. Shut the front door. So, all right, chronic stress, guys. Okay. So, before we... Before we get too far down that road, I want to talk to you. Kayla and I want to talk to you a little bit about basically two grow, two modes of health. And did you okay. say the red pill or blue pill, or what was it that you said? Yes. I don't even know what you're red, saying over there. Red pill, blue pill, before we go down that right. rabbit hole. Yeah, before man. we go down that rabbit hole. And, so, and you can kind of think of this as a red pill, blue pill, but which, which pill was which? Was the red, the red pill one was the, the one that put you into action and the blue pill is basically let you live in a life of ignorance. Okay, so the blue pill kept you in the matrix and the red pill mm-hmm. set you free. So when we're talking girl. about this too, Get out that <laughs> that's right. That's right. When we talk to you about your two modes of health, we're gonna talk about growth mode, which we would call the red pill, and protection mode, which for the purposes of chronic stress, we're gonna call the blue pill. Okay. So I'm growth mode growth mode is being in a state of growth. It is what it sounds like. So this is when your body is functioning like the way it's designed to function. Yep, you got good health going on. All of your systems are go. No interruptions oh, whatsoever. So it's all that pro health 
proactive, good health stuff. And this is the ideal daily mode of operation we want for our health. So red pill, growth mode, this is what we want. And then Uh there is the the blue pill, which is the protection mode, or this is our fight or flight mode, which is triggered by a stressor of some kind. So let's think of a stressor, Kaylin. Let's think... um, Maybe let maybe let let's talk zombies. You know what? We're talking Matrix, okay. so let's stick with that. Let's um let's stick with Mr. Smith and okay. um and, and his Mr. Sidekick. Mr. Yes. So and I forget what is it that they were actually called. You know what? I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch the Matrix now. The but agents. what was the agents, yes. So let's say that yeah. you're being chased by an agent. Let's say you're Neo and Morpheus, and uh, or in this mm. case, Trinity. I can I be Trinity. Morpheus, you'll be Neo. You're gonna be Morpheus. <laughs> yeah, gonna be Morpheus. I'll be Morpheus. So let's say that we are in the Matrix and we are getting chased by the agents, and there is Mr. not Mr. Anderson. A telephone booth to be found, be and so Morpheus. we need to run like the dickens to find that telephone booth before they kill us. Before they kill us. Because, you know, if you die in the Matrix, you're dead in real life, right? That's the piece of the movie. So so we are trying to stay alive. We're trying to run. We're trying to find that telephone booth. So during this moment, all of our blood is being pumped to our muscles. So we can run really fast, do flips off the wall, do all these, like, out-of-this-world ninja stuff, jump buildings, knife fight, shoot guns, fly helicopters, all of that stuff. All of that blood is being pumped to the muscles so we can do that. And because all that blood is going to your muscles, because your body right in in that moment in the middle of fight or flight mode, it just wants to get you out of danger. And so it's triggering every action it can do to get you out of danger. And so your brain is not thinking about all of the other functions that would be working during growth mode. So it's not thinking about digestion. It's not, you know, trying to produce insulin. It's not caring about ranking. Well, mm, possibly. It's not going to hold it in. It's put on hold. Yeah. It's It's put put on on hold. All of that. Yeah. So the only function that your body is focused on is running fast. And so that's your protection mode. Now, while protection mode is great, while you are running from the agents, (laughs) protection mode 24-7 is not. Because if growth mode is where we want to be, protection mode is where we want to be only in an emergency. But but here's the trick, Kaylin and everybody else. Protection mode trumps growth mode. So being in a chronic state of protection can cause health problems because your body is not functioning at full capacity. Only certain parts of your body, your internal systems, are even functioning mm-hmm. and not yeah. well. So it's like trying to move forward and backwards at the same time. You can't do it. You know, if you were driving a car and pressing on the brake and gas pedal at the same time, I mean, you get nowhere. So in the same tone, yep, that's right. Just sitting still, pressing both pedals, yep. nothing happening. So in the same tone, you cannot maintain a sustained her. protection mode and a sustained growth mode at the same time. Your body will only yeah. recognize one at a time. 
And if That's you're chronically stressed, then you're not thriving. You're just surviving, and, and that's not what we want for your health. Because your body is a temple. So your body go. is a temple. Are you, you're still you're still back. You're yep. We can't build it when we're in fight or flight mode. <laughs> can't build it. You can't. Build we it. cannot build we it. We cannot build it. We are temple builders, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So. Anyway. What are what are some of the what are some of the problems do you think happen, Kaylin, if we are stuck in protection mode all the time because we have so much stress we can't get past it? I can start real easy, especially with having so many clients that are basically wanting to build and realize they're stuck in, in that neutral position and not building. One of the biggest things is it compounds on itself because once you stress and worry, you stress and worry over stress and worrying because at some point you realize, yeah. hey, I'm not supposed to be stressed out, but here I am. And then you get more stressed on top of the stress you already have because you don't know how to get out of that moment. And because you're stuck in protection mode, don't know how to turn it off and then it starts to compound so then it goes from addition to multiplication and pretty soon you're looking at a doctor and then knowing more about your life than you do about your own health and that's not a good place to be so then what happens with that your family starts to worry because they're worried you start to worry even more so before you know it it is a giant dangerous monster and it looks like Goliath and your little bitty old David and it's like oh. <laughs> Oh, and uh, yeah, that's what happens. You don't want to be like that. You don't want to be like that at all. So what you're going to do is basically find someone, because a lot of times we don't know how to get out of the world we've created, and we get to the point where we need outside information and outside support to get us back to the right frame of mind. And it's not easy, because once again, you're finding yourself in that process, and when you're fighting yourself, you very seldom win because you're taking that attack out on the very source of the problem, which is you. So don't be that guy. We're not going to have agents, and it'd be us. We don't want to be another Mr. Smith. We want to be Neo, that little white rabbit. Just follow that white rabbit and get out of there, man. It ain't worth doing. Don't do it, man. I'm telling you. It's just not happening. What do you think, Dave? I think I I think you're right on track with that. Don't do it. Don't be Mr. Smith. We don't want you to be uh <laughs> to be chronically stressed. Um so I I don't even know how to transition from that right now, Kaylin. So I guess I'm just gonna jump. I'm gonna jump and I'm yeah, gonna jump. take us jump to, I'm gonna jump. I'm jumping that building and um unlike Neo the first time he made the major jump, I'm gonna there make you it go. Um, And I want to talk to us about, talk to you listeners, about the brain-gut axis. And I don't know, I don't know if you guys know, but the brain and the gut are intrinsically connected. And in fact, the gut is often referred to as the second brain, because there is a lot of function going on in the gut that impacts the way that yes, we yes, feel. Cool. And I know we talked about this in past shows when we talked about um, emotional health and, um, you know, 
depression and those sorts of things and basically having a healthy gut versus an unhealthy gut. And when you are chronically stressed, one of the um, reactions that can happen is inflammation throughout the whole body, but also it can um, disrupt the function of your gut. And one of the important things that it's disrupting at that point in addition to digestion, is serotonin production. I don't know. Did you guys know that serotonin, a good chunk of serotonin, is produced in your gut? No, wow. Me like serotonin. And and for anybody who doesn't know what serotonin is, it's basically your happy hormones. And so, um, and it's... We're starting it. The happy hormone. So, and uh, when serotonin seeps across the gut lining into the bloodstream and into your vagus nerve, which connects the brain to the gut and your nervous system, a message goes out from the brain to that gut that says, bring me all of the serotonin. I want to be happy. Say that, say that, Kayla. Say, bring me all the serotonin. I want to hear the brain voice. Yes. (laughs) I want to be happy. I want to be happy, like Blue Talk Radio. Yeah. Blue Talk Radio. But if yeah. there is a short in that system, um, either because you don't have enough healthy bacteria in your gut for serotonin production or you have too much bad bacteria like, like Candida, those levels bad, are going bad, to be Yeah, we don't want that bad bacteria. And because yeah. this your yeah. serotonin levels are going down. The brain will not have enough to use, down, and down, you can down, become down, chronically depressed down, down, or experience down, down. anxiety. <laughs> so um, chronic stress is one of those things that can create that bad bacteria oh, in your gut. Oh, 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 no. Serotonin production. no. Oh, That's why we're talking Bill, about it. You've got a sense of humor. You've got to send you. Death is killing your hashtag bad bacteria. Ooh, <laughs> Bill. Blam. You know, Blam. you know, on this on this show, I I you know he he's 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 distracting hey, me. So hey, I, I wouldn't call yeah, him a bad bacteria. But I don't know that I would call him a good bacteria <laughs> right now either. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Hashtag hump. Um, Ouch. Okay. <laughs> wow. So, so, mm-hmm. so in addition, so we had talked about, okay, <laughs> when you're in fight or flight mode, your your normal function, like good digestion, is slowed down right and returned off. So that's one. That's one result of chronic stress in your gut. Another is reduced serotonin production. Um, And so in addition to that, if your digestion is disabled, you can also experience stomach pain, malabsorption, which means your gut is not absorbing all the good nutrients of the food that you're eating. So basically you're malabsorbed. Uh, reflux, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, all of that fun stuff. While you think, hold on a second, hold on a second. And while you think that you're just having, you're not sure what's causing all of this, I challenge you guys to think about what is your stress load? And is your stress load triggering some or all of these symptoms that I just listed? Um, 
And if it is, then de-stressing will be a great way to help remove some of those symptoms. Yes, Kaylin, go ahead. Uh, Carol has a question. Yes, Carol. Okay, she wants to know if you are at war with yourself, how do you know the triggers that brought it upon yourself and who would be a good source to get out? Okay. Well, you know, that's a good question, Carol, and I think that's going to vary person by person, but here's something that I like to recommend or that I have suggested, and then we'll get Kaylin's thoughts on this, but I have, you know, challenged several people to, and I call this a little bit of emotional homework, but to write down, so make a list of the things that are stressing you out. Now you say that you're in war with at war with yourself. So if you're making that list, I wouldn't just write down I'm at war with myself and that's causing stress. I want you to get really specific. What is it about this situation that is stressing you out? I mean, and really think and pinpoint what about this um, has you stressed. You know, I don't know what kind of turmoil you're experiencing, but um, you know, say say in my instance, I could say, you know, my kids are just stressing me out. Well, what is it about oh, my wow. kids that are stressing me out? You know, it could be that they don't pick up their dishes or their clothes. It could be that mm-hmm. we're having a disagreement on things. That our decision making processes are different. That you know, with most of my kids, we're at the stage now where they are grown. So I have to shift in my parenting style and let them, you know, be in more in control of the decision-making process. And that can be stressful for a parent, right? So you see how I was trying to be really specific about the broad umbrella of my kids are stressing me out, but what about that situation? And I'm not even really saying that my kids are stressing me out, but as a parent, and I know a lot of parents are listening, you can probably relate to some of those scenarios. So whatever that inner turmoil is, what specifically is it that's stressing you out? And then I want you to take all of those points that you list that um, that are stressors for you and, and give them a ranking. And it can be any ranking. It could be a one or a two or whatever. And identify, you know, is it a stress that only occurs sometimes, you know, and that could be a one. Or is it a type of stress that is occurring frequently, and that could be a two. And then that way you can kind of narrow your list to these are just sometimes stressors. They stress me out, but I wouldn't say they're contributing to chronic stress, whereas these things that I'm experiencing three-plus times a week, these are contributing to chronic stressors. And then those are the ones that um, we really want to focus on. And then once you have your list of chronic stressors, take an even closer look and say, am I bringing this stress on myself? Because sometimes we do that. We cause stress mm-hmm. in our own lives that doesn't need to be there because we either can't let go, can't relinquish, can't, you know, whatever it is, but we create stress for ourselves. Or is that stressor truly external? It's something, it's something else. And the whole purpose of this exercise is to identify what your stressors truly are and where they're coming from. Because if you don't know where they are and where they're co- what they are and where they're coming from, how can you ever hope to remove that stress from your life? And then once you have that list developed, you need to take a look at, all right, what actions need to happen in order for me to remove that stress? 
and there could be a lot of different things that um, you need to do. So I guess maybe we'll jump into the solutions a little bit. And, and none of these are rocket science, but folks, if you're not practicing good habits, they may as well be rocket science, right? Um, yes. So, so think about a your nutrition. Can you hold on one second? My my daughter's about to experience chronic stress over here in the freezer. Hold it. It's okay. You're gonna melt it. No, not. See, that can be stressful. Arguing over frozen yeah, or unfrozen food. Why? Example. Wow. Right Why do we need to argue that. over that? <laughs> Why do we need to argue over that? It's okay. But um, <laughs> you know, okay. So where was I? Okay, teeth, nutrition. There are calming foods and there are comfort foods. Calming foods are actually more helpful choices that will leave your body satiated and energized and actually probably in several instances help to provide you with the minerals, the nutrients, um, and the triggers for serotonin production that are going to actually help your body, whereas comfort foods, a lot of times they're junky, they're carbs, they're that uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream or donuts, or whatever your trigger is, pizza that you just reach for and you feel like they're making you feel better, but actually news news uh, up for you, there are a lot of studies that are coming out now that show that because of the makeup of our quote-unquote comfort foods, which a lot of them are high-carb, high-sugar, you're actually going to be yes. left feeling worse after you ate them than you did before. So they're really not comforting you at all. They're going to give you a short uh, sugar spike, you know, a short energy rush, and then once you crash, yeah. you're still going to be feeling as bad as you did before, and now even worse Don't because worry. your energy yeah. has just just slumped. Hashtag hagen Wow. <laughs> Hashtag Hagen Dazs. Um, oh. Another one too is is exercise, and mm. um, oh. I don't know. Walk us through that one. How exercise impacts stress and anxiety levels, and helps to improve your um, emotional health. Yes. Are you passing it to me? I'll, I'll take that tour. I am. I am. I'm passing okay. that to you. Yeah, because I, I have to deal with this on a daily basis because it is part of my life and part of my career. So one of the things that you have to have is an outlet. And just imagine, like, where you have that. I love, I mean, people always laugh at me because I always find time to watch The Last Airbender, the original, the, the, uh, the animation, because they had so many morals and so many, like, mind-opening alternatives than just holding on to stress because you can't. You simply cannot hold on to stress. You cannot hold on to work. You cannot hold on to anger. You cannot hold on to any negative thing and expect a positive result. And it's been proven time and time again, but for some reason, in time immortal, humans have tried to deal with stress in the very worst way, and that's by internalizing it, and then your body starts to do things that it should not. And pretty soon you become the demon of your own nightmare. And you're haunted by it. It just floats across your room and it floats across your head and it just chases you down and runs around your head, runs around your dreams, becomes nightmare. And then there's still no outlet, so your body says, hey, here's an ulcer, try this. 
and it doesn't work like that. And then next thing you know, your foot starts swelling up. You can't figure out why. And your back starts hurting. And you can't figure out why. And then somebody says, hey, join me at the gym. And uh, maybe we can work some of that stress out. And then all of a sudden, the adrenaline comes by and it says, hey, I'll take some of that load if you let me. And then those endorphins will come by and they say, hey, you know what? This isn't as bad as you thought. Maybe if we just keep doing this, we don't have to hold all of that crap that's building up and destroying us from the inside out because you truly become your own worst enemy. So you're around more positive people, more positive situations. And then there's the thing in, in exercise that most people forget is that we're not alone in this journey in life. And we're around people that do know how to carry a load because, hey, guess what? They're lifting one. They're lifting loads. They're lifting weights. And they're basically seeing how to get over that, basically that good roadblock, good speed bump, good mountain. And they're doing it in a healthy and successful way, especially when they're drug-free. Hey, how about that? Nice plus of B2B muscle because we are that drug-free out there. So when we're doing that, guess what happens? We get happy. And then that mountain <laughs> is that whole hill. Yeah. And then you have somebody like Desiree sitting there in the workout, and she comes to help you with your form, and you say, well, I didn't know that this was even an option. And that's what your body's saying, because we don't give it better options. It, it doesn't know. And, and, and we don't want to be slow or, you know, ignorant to things, especially at our age, because in hindsight, brings us back to that stress level of increase and no good stuff. So it's not ice cream, but it sure tastes like it to your soul. And, and, and we want that. We really do. And, and our bodies like being happy. They do. And we like smiling. We like laughing because we feel better. And, and we, we can call out to our friends and loved ones and have better conversations. And, and misery is not such a part of our day where we can't be ourselves anymore. And we don't, we don't take on those negative things. And, and, and guess what, Des? Guess what? Tell me what, 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 what? <laughs> We're actually so positive that we actually change others' lives for the better. And it was all done through good exercise and good health and good mental fitness. And then we become a productive part of society. And then we can smile more often. And you know what that smile does best? What does it do? It uplifts others. Oh, And then we'll give a hug and, oh, my goodness, we're so filled with joy that we sometimes forget about all that negative stuff we were dealing with because it really wasn't that yeah. important and it wasn't that special. But I, you know, I don't know about anybody else, but I really feel like I'm riding a unicorn right now over a rainbow. You know, I do <laughs> like rainbows. This is the month of rainbows, so we'll go with that. <laughs> Very good. And, you know, and, and while we're all in our unicorn um, going over this rainbow, Kaylin does bring up some uh, very good points about mindset, which is critically important. And, um, you know, sometimes when you are chronically stressed, it's hard to get yourself into a right mindset. But it's, yes, it's one of the first areas that you have to try to turn around because if you're stinking thinking, you're going to stay there. So we're going to look yes. to ways to change our thought process and how we are thinking about things. And instead of, you know, thinking that, 
chronic stress is Thanks normal, that this is just the way things are, and we have to stay here and just accept the way that we feel. And one of the first oh, things for a positive mindset is to say, no, I don't yeah. have to accept the way I feel. This is not all that there is, and I'm not going to accept this. And make up your mind to change things. Oh. And, and that may seem like a little step, but that is actually very huge. And you don't have to be, you know. Huge. Huge. You don't have to be Mr. or Miss Sunshine overnight. But even just simply making the decision that you want better, that you want more, and that you are willing to try to change is huge. Because once you've made you that do. decision and you've got your mind focused on that, then, you know, opportunities become endless. And that's where true change really be, starts to begin. And in dealing with right. chronic stress, I know that's hard, but that's what you've got to tell yourself. And that's where your mindset that's needs to be focused. Focus. So that's in that's one that's of the ways, so we talked about um, we talked about nutrition just a little bit, but your food is important, mm-hmm. so keep that in mind. It is. Stay away from the junk food. Stay away from the processed sugar if you can. When you're feeling stressed out, when you're sad, when you're emotional, do not turn to junky food as your friend because it's just going to work against that you. Is. Secondly, yeah. exercise. Do move a little bit um, and, uh, and, and help your body to increase your endorphins, your serotonin production naturally that way as well. Um, another, another, was it Carol who asked the question? Yes. I'm sorry, Carol. I've been chattering so long here. Um, another thing to think about Carol is, um, what they call the the relaxation response. And so this happens, of course, when your body perceives it's no longer in danger. So anytime you're stressed out, your body's perceiving it's in danger. That's your flight or flight, fight or flight mode constantly turned on. When you can relax, then your body no longer perceives that it's in danger and it will let you return to the growth mode versus the protection mode. So during the relaxation response, the body moves towards a state of psychological relaxation where your blood pressure lowers, your heart rate lowers, your digestive function and hormone levels return to normal, your oxygen consumption actually goes back up, your brain activity increases. So when you relax, your body is literally just taking a big breath of fresh air because it's like, oh, my gosh, I can live again. So relaxation is key. And there are several ways that you can try to relax. Um, Prayer is topping my list, Um, critically important. For those of you... For those of you who um, strive oh, yeah. to have that be a part of your life, keep doing it. If you've been struggling with doing that consistently, um, you know, make time, purposely make time to include that in your life. Yeah. You know, lay all your stressors out on the table in prayer and, and uh, you know, let the Lord take it from there. That's one way that can help you relax. Take your burden to the Lord and take them there you go. Meditation, deep breathing, and uh, again, exercise. You may not be relaxed while you're doing it, but afterwards, you should feel a lot less tension in your muscles. 
um, listening to comic mu- calming music and sounds. Um, I know. Rain is one of my favorite calming sounds. I mean, I love listening to rain. It helps me relax. It'll put me to sleep almost every time. Um, essential oils can also be helpful in that. Um, and you can roll those on. Breathe those in if you have a diffuser. And then there are also progressive muscle relaxation um, routines, if you will. And this is basically where you're going to go through each body part, you know, starting in your hands, moving up to your shoulders, going to your face and your jaw, coming down through your gut and then through your calves and your feet where you're clenching each body part for a specific count, and then you are releasing it. And as you're releasing, just letting your body go into a total state of relaxation. And um, that is something that is helpful for adults and children as well, especially if you have kids that are stressed out in school, whether it's because they feel like they're not keeping up in class or, you know, peers. You know, it's a simple thing that they can even do at their desk where they can clench their hands and either clench their toes inside their shoes and work on controlling their breathing to help bring them into a more calm state of being. So, and and once your body relaxes, then it also helps to increase your immune function, speed up your energy and metabolism, and um, and all of that great stuff. So, you know, and especially in this time of, uh, you know, we're stressed out because of our health, because of the pandemic, um, you know, relaxing also can help boost boost your immune system. So it pays to not let stress rule your health. Not let stress rule your health. And then also, Kaylin, you had you had suggested you had suggested um, you know, that when you are less stressed then you are in a better frame of mind to reach out to, you know, family members or maybe it's even just friends and work on those relationships and meaningful relationships. When you have good, positive um, social relationships, that also helps to decrease your blood pressure and ease the stress response that you may be feeling in other areas. So, um, you know, and sometimes that's hard. You know, relationships are hard, but by working on having healthy relationships, you're also going to work on, um, you know, lowering your stress all around and um, and improving your health from that sense as well. So, um, you know, building those strong relationships can include, you know, just spending time together, as busy as everyone is, purposely making time to spend time with someone, whether it's your spouse, your boyfriend, your kids, your best friend, your grandmother, whoever it is, Make a point to spend time and have that interaction. Um, and you might be saying, well, we got to be six feet apart and wear our masks. And you know what? If you feel that's what you have to do, then do it, but just go spend time with somebody. Even if it's six feet apart with a mask on, you're still spending time with somebody. So so yeah. work on those relationships that way. Um, you know, communication is key, you know, and it's, uh, you know, Big working job. on communicating uplifting words of encouragement. So, you know, speaking life into people. Tabernacle. <laughs> this girl is on, she's on a roll, get some butter, melt it, melt it, because she's on a roll. Now, now, now Dan, also, 
I got a question from uh, Jacob. He's asking about this gut health or the lack of it. Um, okay, go what ahead. Are, what are some of the signs that, you know, your health is going south in the gut? What are some signs that your health is going south in the gut? Well, um, you know, having digestive issues, um, if you're super gassy, um, you know, it, a little bit of flatulence is great. Having a lot of flatulence, not so much. That's not a normal response. That means your your gut is not digesting properly. Really? There's an issue going on in there, and it's creating all of that excess gassiness, if you will. If you have bloating, if you have cramps, um, you know, Ooh. if you are... You feel like you're eating adequately, but your energy is still low. That could also be another malabsorption issue. Um, And sometimes if you have a leaky gut or bad gut, you know, when you have all of this extra, um, oh, what's the word I'm thinking for here, toxins in your system, your body's going to still work to get rid of them some way. So if it's not coming out through... um, you know, the natural, the natural excretion process, um, yeah. it can also come out through your skin. So, you know, bad digestion could lead to eczema, rashes, different, different skin conditions in those areas. There's a lot going on that starts in your gut. Hashtag and also, you know, emotional, emotional distress, as we talked about a little bit earlier, are you, are you constantly sad? in a melancholy yes. mood and you don't know why part of that could be a, uh, a bad gut issue. Also. Wow. Mm, that's, that's extreme. That's, that's extreme, yeah. but it's not yeah. out of the ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. So, wow. Get, get some help for your health and your gut. Wow. Dude. Yep. That, that's scary. So even if so, I mean, Wow. If you think about it, you could bring about your own device. So, and I'm not saying that a bad gut is, you know, yeah, but there's lots of things that can trigger that can trigger some of these symptoms. But a bad gut could be could be a culprit, which is an area that a lot of people don't necessarily look at um, or consider yeah. contemplating. And so, by improving your gut health, you can probably improve your health in a lot of other areas. But you have to have someone who can guide you through that process and, you know, educate you and talk to you about options along the way. Well, that works. Yeah. Okay, thanks for this. That was a good good response. But I, I – well, I'm just looking at, you know, because we have – we're like you said, we're in a very stressful situation. And if we're not dealing with it, at some point it will deal with us. And mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's even more reason to get that uh get to that serotonin. So if you know someone named Sarah, find Tonin and then uh you know, make them part of your family. <laughs> and with that being said, we are we are at a good point for a snickerdoodle shout out. <laughs> hey, I got one. Because I know snickerdoodle always brings about good serotonin. Always. <laughs> So uh, I know we just brushed on this topic a very high level, guys. We uh, will try to uh, go a little more in depth on it next week. But 
I hope you guys can get out there. What, and get some extra hold, on. hold on, Des. Hold on. I'm not going to let you into the uh, You also do another way of getting that information out there, and that's KPOG. Am I saying it right? KPOG? Yes, I do have a uh, nutrition um, radio talk show on KPOG 102.9, Power of God. So I'm on Sundays at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. So if anyone's interested, uh, feel free to tune in and or I usually run a Facebook Live uh, session at the same time. You can catch it. You can catch it on my Facebook page. Catch it like COVID. (laughs) No, we're not going to catch it like COVID. (laughs) So anyway, guys. I pray that uh, you'll all be a little more stress-free until we meet again. So on behalf of myself, Kaylin, the boys from P4P Muscle, and by the way, happy belated birthday, Joe Manning, part of the P4P founding triad. Hope it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, your body is a temple, so let's build it. Well, it's snickerdoodle.